Holy. Be Holy is a broadcast ministry of believers dedicated to saving the souls of all men and women. We teach the words of God that people all over the world may hear the voice of God and obey Him. God doesn't want to show us His wrath or His anger. He just wants us to repent and be holy. And after one repents, he or she can be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, but certainly not before they repent. Listen, we really can't even discuss prayer until one repents. Yes, hell is making its way towards the unrepentant heart, but it is Be Holy's commandment and mission to warn everybody, not to control, to warn. The Word of God is spirit and it's life. That's why we take the Word of God seriously. We're not using shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We're not trying to trick anyone or change the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all those who are honest and live by truth. They know the truth. They realize that we are telling the truth. Listen, friend, we've been preaching and teaching for over 20 plus years and the Lord Jesus is satisfied with our efforts and we want to keep it that way. Next on Be Holy. Let us learn God's discipline. God's discipline. Be holy. All right, listen, we want to welcome everybody back to Be Holy. We're glad that you're with us on today. Today's a splendid day. Kind of cool out here. Well, I suppose it's no earlier, but hey, uh, it's still a good day. Even if the weather isn't like you want it, even if you don't have all the money you want, even though you might not have the wife you want, even though you might not have the husband you want, <laughs> today is still a good day. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. Your children, they might not do everything you want them to do, but hey, they're alive. They're alive. And so you get to look them in the face and talk to them every single day. You get to talk to them. You get to uh, correct them. You know, you get to train them. That's what you get to do. Even though things might look weary and things might not look too great, don't worry. You'll be okay. That's only for today. No trouble lasts forever. You understand what I'm telling you? Even in the Old Testament, when the people of Israel get upset with God and God would get upset with them and uh, God would put uh, put them into slavery or, or chastise them, right? It didn't last forever. So if the bad things that God sends doesn't last forever, you know, sometimes he, he just, his mercy kicks in, right? And if what he does doesn't last forever, as far as the bad stuff on you, having a bad day or this not going right in your life and that's not going right. If those things that come from God don't last forever, right? Neither do the things that you bring yourself into last forever. A lot of the things, a lot of the troubles that we run into is because of something we did. And it does not last forever. Thank God. God still gives us a chance. I was I was looking at a, a recycle uh, it was like a, a cup or something and had recycle and something else on it. And it was talking about how you re renew it, reuse it, and, and recycle that cup. Okay. All right. And it just put me in the mind of how we're, we're really easy to save and recycle cups, but we don't save and recycle people. We don't give them a second chance. We'll give that paper a second chance. We'll give that cup a second chance, but we don't give people a second chance. But God does. God gives people a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a seventh chance, an 18th chance. He gives us those chances. 
Mm. Better be glad you have those chances because a lot of people won't take advantage of having God in their life. They just won't. One day, one day, one day. And so once we get that through our heads, that God gives us one, one more chance here, one more chance there, it's going to help and benefit us. It's going to help and benefit us. Okay. All right. Let's go on over to, let's see. Hebrews. We're going to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And it starts off by saying this. Verse number one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down and especially the sin that so easily trips us up hmm. the weight that slows you down let us lay that off let us strip off every weight that slows us down and you know what's slowing you down and if you don't know ask God he'll tell you what's slowing you down might have Matter of fact, he's already, he's already told you. I guarantee you just weren't listening, just like I wouldn't listen sometimes. Well, just ask him if you don't know what's slowing you down. Whatever it is that's slowing you down, strip it off and lay it down. Get it off of you. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. See, there are some sins that don't easily trip us up. And then there are other sins that that really just they just trip us up any given time it, you you try not to do it you try not to get involved but some kind of way you get sucked back into it and you fall down again hmm. he says the sins that easily get us are the ones that are the hardest to remove and so what we have to remember to remove those let those things off because they want to stay those sins want to stay let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. That's called a weight. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And let us run with endurance. Pacing yourself, pushing, pacing, pushing, pacing, pushing, pacing. A lot of times when people first become believers, they take off running. And quickly after that, they get tired. They get tired. But it says here, pace yourself. Endurance. Work on sustaining that endurance. The race that God has set before us. So he set a race before us. And the only way we're going to actually get through that race is if we pace ourselves we in, with endurance, pushing, pushing ourselves, pushing each other, fighting sin together. Hmm. Verse number two, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Stop looking at your pastor. Stop looking at the people in the church that ain't right and this ain't right and that ain't right. You keep your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes it's hard to keep your eyes on Jesus when everybody else keep jumping in your in your view and in the way. But he says here, we do this. We run that race with endurance. We, we do it by doing this, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, 
Who initiates your faith? Jesus. Who perfects your faith? Jesus. You don't initiate your faith. Mm. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the only way you're ever going to get the word of God is if you can hear. And the one who initiates that is God. It comes from God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It all comes from him. That very same Jesus. The same Jesus that everybody's talking about during Christmas time and mangers and Christmas trees and all. We know that Jesus ain't got nothing to do with no Christmas, but that's fine. We're not Jesus. God ain't nervous about no Christmas. Okay. So uh, it says here, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the one who champions, uh, the champion, Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross so we're, we're we're believers and we're hearing what god is promising us and we have joy because of that and so we'll deal with everything else he says he's washing away our sins and he's got a place he's got a better place for us he has a better place in my father's house are many mentions if it were not so i wouldn't have told you in other words, not necessarily a mansion mansion, but a place you can imagine how you would feel in the mansion, not a care and worry in the world. But it says here he has a he has a place for us. And he wouldn't have told us he had a place if he didn't have one. And because he knew what was awaiting him, that place of honor, right? He was able to endure the cross. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. So we have that same joy. We ought to endure the rest of this world and be able to fight against sin. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Hmm. Verse number three. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. So what we're experiencing is nothing different. Remember he told us, he, he said, we're going to go through the same thing he went through because they hated him first. So they're going to hate us. If they hated him, they should hate us. That's, that's the guarantee. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. When you think about what he had to deal with and what he dealt with, you won't give up. You will not give up. Verse number four. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. So it's a struggle against sin. Hmm. Verse number five. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, not we. He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child hmm. these are encouraging words listen to it my child do not make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you for the Lord disciplines those he loves he disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. So I guess 
Yeah, there are things that you go through as a child of God. There's things that you have to be corrected on, just like I do. Everybody does. Everybody does. Verse number seven. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by his father? In the United States, a lot of them don't, don't even discipline their, their children, let alone having a father around. But still... That don't matter. Discipline needs to come from somewhere. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are not his child. And here it says, uh, if God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his other children, you're, you're, you're illegitimate and not his child at all. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. Our Be Holy podcast is at Podbean. Or contact us at beholy116 at gmail.com or 614-268-7757. Thanks for listening to Be Holy with your host, Leonardo Butler. And for your convenience, you can now text the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. Again, the word GIFT to 614-363-6133. And we thank you for your support. Be holy.